Welcome back to the Love Flight Podcast. This is episode number 31. My name is Connor Rabchak, and today we have a full crew, as soon you will hear from also Brian Finlayson and Elliot Russenholt. And on today's episode, we discuss Leon Gavanka's fairly cryptic comments towards the organization. We talked about Jets prospect Brad Lambert and the Seattle Thunderbirds winning the WHL championship. And then we wrapped it up with some Gold Eyes, Sea Bears, and Blue Bombers talk. It was a really fun one to record as we branched out to some other sports, so we hope you enjoy it. You're listening to the Level Flight Podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Maroon Center, no! Connor Hellebuck! Golden opportunity, Kyle Connor shoots and scores! Kyle Connor! Triple overtime series winner! Can you believe it? Frankly, on to Morrissey. Stars! Josh Morrissey in overtime! And the Jets win it 5-4. And welcome back to episode 31 of the Level 5 Podcast. We're back with a full crew today. Brian and Elliot, how are you guys doing? I'm tired. <laughs> I'm good. I'm tired, but I'm good. I'm running on fumes here. Big walk-off win for the Gold Eyes last night in extra innings. So yeah. uh, Brian was staying late. late I mean, late. I was there. I, I was there too, but I got, I get to just leave when the game's over. This guy's got to do all the extra work, <laughs> <laughs> all the fun um, stuff. Exactly. So the Gold Eyes are underway. There's a lot of summer sports to preview, um, which we are going to do in this episode. We're going to treat the back half as kind of a a uh, Bombers, Sea Bears, Gold Eyes kind of summer sports preview. But there are still. Eh, I don't even know if there are there there isn't Jets news. I mean, like there there is, but like we'll cut we'll talk about it. But there's really nothing to talk about. The well is um, running dry. It, it really is. is. It is <laughs> it is the the most dead part of the offseason for for news. But the most notable thing that happened over the last week week and a bit was Leon Gavanka, who we talked about him signing in Germany a few episodes ago, uh, and he did have. Or he did not have any nice words to say about the Jets organization when he left. Um, I'll just get your guys' initial thoughts on that. Or sh- should I read the quote first, maybe? Yeah. Just if, like. if people didn't see it. The the, the um, correct translation of the quote, by I know, the way. Yeah. That was going around on Twitter. That was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the headline was like very off. Um, but anyways, there there is decent translation on the actual quotes. Um, this is it. Leon Gavanka. I worked my ass off there for four years and wasn't rewarded. That's obviously frustrating, especially when I see who gets a chance. Um, and then he went on to say in the same article that there's still hope that the Jets trade me. So that is not a good look on the Jets organization or just any parties involved in particular, where a guy in the AHL who broke the record for most goals in a season by a defenseman uh he leaves and he just berates your organization for not giving him a chance it's a tough look um brian i'll start with you i don't really know what your thoughts were on that but not a good look yeah i've been dead silent on all things recently so uh this is this is all a a first a first look at my opinions on things so um (laughs) to be honest with you like I understand that he's frustrated, but he kind of has to be realistic here. Like, even if he does get the call up, who's he taking out of the lineup in the NHL? Like, obviously, yes, he puts in the effort, 
yes, he breaks the, the goal scoring record, but we also have to realize he's not some, you know, super prospect that's, you know, 18, 19, 20, who's doing all this. Uh, he's reaching his mid 20s now. So if you're not outperforming some of the younger competition in uh, the AHL, that's questionable. Right. So him going uh, overseas now to, you know, be that top pairing guy. Uh, that's good. That's his prerogative. And he can he can do that. But there was no situation ever unless half of the team ended up getting hurt at the same time where he would ever break the Jets lineup straight. Like it, he would it would always have to be a series of injuries. But even then, I don't even know if he's the call up because of his waiver status. Yeah. Yeah. So. Like, yeah, there's the frustration and obviously there's pride and you want to you think that you're doing your absolute, you know, best. And I obviously I pride him on that. And that is his right to be angry with it. But he also needs to look at the bigger picture here and realize that there is no situation at all that I can come up with, especially uh, he made the little comments about, you know, who's getting called up. But there was always a clear like we're tracking guys differently. Plus, they're younger. That's the thing. Like, Gavanka is not a young guy anymore. He is where defensemen start to be in their prime. Mm -hmm. So if you're not in the NHL by the time you hit your prime, it's a little bit of a... And, and you have to look internally a little bit there and realize maybe there's something else here that's in play. And in that case, it's the logjam. Yeah. Elliot, go ahead. It, it, well, it's either a logjam or you've just hit your... Everybody has their cap... Uh, they have their potential at a certain point, right? So if you hit your prime and you haven't gotten the call up, then maybe you, maybe the organization, or maybe you need to think about, okay, maybe I've hit my ceiling, and and that's not to knock Kavak. He's a great defenseman. It's just everybody has their cat. They have they, everybody has their ceiling for whatever they've got, right? So it it's it's a little bit of a sucky situation because you don't want a guy to leave like that. Like, obviously, if he was like, hey, I got a couple chances, like if a different situation, right? A couple different chances. Maybe he goes overseas because the Jets tell him, hey, unfortunately, the Jets maybe have an actual conversation with him and tell him, hey, you maybe don't have a spot on the NHL mm -hmm. roster. We would recommend that you maybe, if you want to get more ice time, go find a team elsewhere, maybe in your home country or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, it, it probably plays out differently, but because the, he decided that he thought that he should be playing more minutes, he left and he's angry about it. Now, obviously, we know we we all probably know there was speculation on Twitter about who he was talking about in terms of a call up. We all probably know who that is. I mean, There's it's not like I'll speculate. Don't worry. I, I'll, <laughs> I'll let you deal with that. But my, my, my thing is, too, and you guys can correct me. I, I I don't under I don't always understand some of the rules in the NHL. It's a little bit different, obviously, in than different sports. My assumption is is yes, he signed a contract in Germany, but because the NHL is like the top, you can call it the top league of all mm. of all the entire hockey world. Technically, the Jets still have his rights, yes. even though he's see, and 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 that's weird to me because if you think about it, even in like football, like European football. If you leave for another club in a different league, you're not owned by the initial team that you grew up in the youth academy for, right? So to me, I always have to try to remember that. But thank you for clarifying because I just wanted I wanted to, yeah, even for a viewer the, doesn't know or whatever yeah, yeah. the case may be. But so that was that was the whole comment yeah. about there's still hope that they'll trade me because the Jets still do own his rights, and I'm sure that in his contract in Germany there's an NHL out. 
There's yeah. like if hey, if I sign a contract with the Anaheim Ducks, I can get out of this contract right now and just go. Right. Yeah. Um, so if the Jets traded him and someone could trade him for nothing, um, or trade for him for nothing. Well, and what would the Jets gain from a trade for Gavanka? Like a seventh? Like and, and is that even, even yeah, like no. yeah, yeah, go ahead. The the whole logjam question thing, it's so NHL players and AHL players, like when you're up, regardless of whether you're playing or not, when you're in the press box, you're cashing NHL checks. Yeah. And that is a huge like that is life-changing money, the difference between yeah. sitting up in the press box and playing top pair in the AHL. I think that's where this frustration comes from. Understandable. Oh, and yeah, and given living, the fact right? that given the fact that Logan Stanley requested a trade or reportedly requested a trade at the deadline, I think like again, don't want to speculate, but I'm going to speculate. I think that's who this comment is about. It can't be about Billy. Well, it can't Jets, be about no. Billy. Billy never going to call up either. So <laughs> you Jets, got two left-handed yeah. defensemen who are pissed. The Jets also signed Cal Capabianco to a one-year deal this offseason where maybe that spot that Capabianco filled in the press box and filling in uh, here and there was Gavanka's to lose, right? Maybe he thought that that should have been his spot. And then again, that's life-changing money, right? So I think that's where this this stems from is there's a guy in the press box that requested a trade and there's a guy that you brought in on a one-year deal just to fill in. And Chisholm and Gavanka and Hanala have been killing themselves down in the AHL playing great. And they all think they should be called up. And the truth is that none of them have been, right? So yeah. you might see a similar thing happen with Hanala and Chisholm. I, I mean, especially well, Chisholm. Yeah. Yeah. With his age, right? Like he's yeah. getting to that point similarly to Gavanka where he's getting older because he's one year younger, I believe, right? Uh, I think so. I think he's 23 as well. Um, but just while you're, you're looking at that, I think there, yeah, there's two, two things I want to mention. Firstly, uh, speaking of Germany, uh, Moose alternate captain Cole Meyer, yeah. uh, just signed with the Nuremberg, uh, ice tigers. So, uh, he's going over to Germany a, as well. What a name. Um, yeah. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> good luck to him. Um, He's, Go ice he put in his blood, sweat, and tears yes. for the moose. And honestly, like the, it's a shame that there's not going to be like a, a send off or anything for him because there's a, a level of like commitment that it takes to be, you know, that guy who's always you know just going along in the AHL and putting in all of his hard work. And mm-hmm. uh, but uh, yeah, he's going over to Germany as well. But speaking of, like, I, I think that there's a level of I, I'm not gonna say this yet about Gavanka because he's still young enough that it might change. Mm-hmm. I think there is a specific type of player that is fairly, you know, it's a common thing where they are too good for the AHL, but not good enough to be an impact guy in the NHL. And we have seen a lot of them between Moose 1.0 and 2.0. Um, one that comes to mind for me is guys like Jason Jaffrey. When uh, he uh, played in, with the the Moose back back in the day, he would regularly, you know, point per game guy, uh, you know, tear it up. But he would never earn the call up to the Canucks when they were the affiliate. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's always been the case where you see the the guys getting a little bit older. They're not getting those call ups. They're getting the young guys. Uh, you know, they're helping the young guys out. 
And obviously it's a little bit different with Gavonka because he's younger than what those guys would be, but he's getting into the range of which he might just transition into that player if he stayed around. The good old tweener. That's what it is. <laughs> the good old tweener. Yeah, I, I can see it because as we've said on the podcast a few times already as well, like Gavonka needed work on his defensive game. He's a great offensive defenseman. He has an outstanding shot. That's how he scored 20 goals from, from the blue line this year. Yeah. But in his own zone, still we're hoping to see a little bit more strides made there in the last few years. So maybe that's why he didn't get the call up. Um, but then again, you can't really blame him for being mad um, when you look at the situation, right? Um, he had he had a spot pegged for him and it just kind of wasn't, it, it didn't work out that way. The log jam that we've talked about, the trades um, that Sheveldayoff made to bring in defense. And can't really fault uh, Gavanka for anything other than not winning the job, right? Yeah. Um, unless we have anything else to say, we can move on, but. Just that's kind of the clip. biggest the biggest news <laughs> yeah that that's i i, I think limited to, yeah yeah just to quickly say about cole meyer just mm-hmm. it's funny how the situation is flipped with meyer all he had to say was nice things about at least the moose organization about how he enjoyed his time here so that's all i wanted to say about that i think that's just a little little interesting but it's also i, I don't want to put it down to character but it can also be a character thing you know what I mean? Yeah. That, but that's, yeah. Yeah. I, I think I see ultimate, what, it's just I see what you're a, saying. Yeah. It's just pride. Someone who's proud of what they do and mm-hmm. that they just think that they've done what they, they believe is right by themselves to say that they're angry. And, and I mean, I respect that, but I just don't know if it lines up with what's actually true. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll also put in a final word on Cole Meyer. Um, one you, of the most respectful dealt directly with him. Yeah. Yeah. Easily one of the most respectful players I've ever met. Um, always heard any question I asked him did not matter. Um, always gave me the time of day. So very, very good player as well. Very underrated player scored a huge goal to tie the game uh, in game two in the playoffs uh, with like 40 seconds left, 50 seconds left. So very respectful, very good player. Uh, wishing him all the best in Germany. And Brad Lambert. Um, oh, we'll move on. We'll move on now to to that story. Uh, the Seattle Thunderbirds dealt with the Winnipeg Ice accordingly in the WHL Finals, winning their series four to one. Brad Lambert was a massive factor in that series. Um, a monster. Yes. Uh, what, uh, Elliot? I'll start with you. What were your takeaways from both Lambert and the fact that the Thunderbirds just rolled the Winnipeg guys? I, I I don't even. I think they picked them up and just absolutely chucked the ice around. I don't even think <laughs> like game one was good. Like that was a very good win for the for the ice. But you have to. It, this is going to be kind of funny. Uh, Winnipeg back. Winnipeg's going to Winnipeg. And, uh, you know, Where's the, the, Jets and the, the, the Jets and the Ice both had similar ends to their season. Yeah, they did. It's it's quite funny how that works. Um, but it, I, I it thought Brad Lambert was just – he looked absolutely amazing. You can't – you can't put it anything else other than that. Like, I'm really excited to get to training camp next year and see if – I, again, we talked about this weeks ago. I don't think he. I don't think he makes the NHL roster, but I dang sure think that he at least competes for a top six spot 
with the moose next year and at least looks at least a, a little bit better than he did last year so i yeah he, he's re- i i think in at least and you guys can agree with me or disagree with me i did lose a little bit of confidence in lambert after the way that he started with the thunderbirds and kind of started the season with the moose and his world juniors wasn't great but i think he has ended his first i will still call it his first professional season even though i know he played professionally overseas Mm -hmm. um but his first american canadian american season i think he finished it off quite well and it can still go you still got the memorial cup exactly to to play for and i think seattle might be one of the teams to be scared of well they only lost one playoff game it was just the game one of uh the championship series i thought they lost in the conference finals i thought that series was a four two victory for seattle oh yeah okay but they don't they they lost they up until still that three point, they'd gone three undefeated still... lost two games and then only lost one the remainder in the way yeah. and lambert had uh 26 points in 17 games yeah unbelievable like you just see him like when you watch the games he has the puck on his stick so often and when he has the puck on his stick he's so dynamic he's making plays he's making passes he's shooting the puck off the crossbar um six goals i think he hit a few posts i think he could have had a few more in that run uh no but once the series went back to seattle it just fell apart for the winnipeg guys i don't really know where it kind of went wrong in that regard but the first few games in winnipeg were close like even game yeah. two that that the thunderbirds snuck away with lambert had two goals at canada life center love to see it um but that game was close and then the series goes to seattle and it's just not close at all. I, I I don't. I I didn't watch the games closely enough. I'll say mm. to uh, to really dissect what happened there. But no, Seattle looked phenomenal. Yeah. Um, so do we have say, anything else on? Yeah, go ahead. I, I was just gonna say, are we trying to say that the Jets should be trading for Dylan Genther so that he, he and Lambert can <laughs> yes. play together? <laughs> yes. Exactly. Because it seems oh. to be that they have some chemistry. So if. Honestly, if I'm the Jets organization, if you want a line mate for Brad Lambert, I'd maybe be looking there. But hey, maybe we could swing much. a deal with the uh, whoever Coyotes uh, um, <laughs> for one of the the guys uh, on the expiring deal. Like, who wins this deal? Canada Life Center for Dylan Gunther. <laughs> I think the Jets still who win wins? that deal. <laughs> the Jets will play out of Wayne Fleming. <laughs> out of the ice flex. Yeah, they'll play yeah. out of the ice flex or the ring. But hey, you got Dylan Gunther, so it doesn't really matter, right? Yeah. No. Um <laughs> that's about it for Jets News. We'll uh we'll transition into some summer sports, but first we're gonna hear a word from our sponsors. Um, so we will be right back. Let's face it, with coffee starting at five dollars and our bank accounts somehow always depleting we are entering a dupe session. Most products do the same thing but are priced differently solely based on the brand name. So, a good duplicate, or dupe, is crucial for getting the highest quality at the best price. One dupe you definitely shouldn't sleep on, Raycon Wireless Earbuds. Raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point, so you can listen to what you want, when you want, without breaking the bank. Maybe you're on a budget and are looking for quality audio without having to sacrifice some well-earned money. Well, look no further than Raycon. Raycon's mission is to prove that you shouldn't have to pay an arm and a leg for quality sound and essential smart tech listening features. You can get a pair and a spare and still pay less than what you would with some of those other big name tech brands out there. Raycon knows that in this economy, every purchase needs to be perfect. 
They offer buy now pay later options. Right now you can pay as low as $18 at checkout. They have an easy and free return guarantee. They offer two years of product protection insurance for just a few bucks. They offer free domestic shipping and flat fee international shipping. And they have over 50,000 five-star reviews. One of the best features of Raycons are how they have custom gel tips for the perfect, most comfortable in-ear fit, which is perfect for the eight hours of playtime you can get from the everyday earbuds. And if you wear them for eight hours, they have to be comfortable. Go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. Light the lamp during the hockey playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can make a $5 hockey playoff bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Do you have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for other details. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. And we are back. Thank you again to DraftKings and Raycon for sponsoring this video. The summer is here, or summer is almost here. Um, not officially, but it's nice out, at least. Um, and the Gold Eyes are playing. That's the start of summer for me. You're damn um, right. <laughs> we'll start there. Uh, we'll start with our resident Gold Eyes employee, Brian. Um, and uh, the Gold Eyes are, what are they now? After last night's walk-off win, they're five and six. Um they're in the midst of a six game home stand uh, home. Like they play Tuesday to Sunday. Baseball players are nuts. They played all yeah. these in a row. It's kind of insane. Um, but what have you seen from the first couple games, Brian? And uh, how nice has it been to be back at the ballpark? Well, I'll actually, I'll answer. <laughs> I'll answer the, uh, the second question first, where uh, I might be very busy, but just being at that, spot mm -hmm. and like during the games when i head up from the office to the the press box and i get to look out onto the field which first i want to say um shout out to our incredible facilities manager and groundskeeper uh don ferguson or as we lovingly call fergie uh he has done wonders with the field this year like it looks like a late june uh you know set of grass out there so it's uh it, it it's just beautiful the the patterns he's cutting into it already phenomenal so Shell Park grass is not easy to uh deal with that i i know that from watching games early in the season normally it's pretty rough to begin with yeah um but no so like it, it helps when you when you get in and you it feels immediately more like summer when you look down you don't see the little brown spots because you know we had you know an earlier start or anything so i think maybe it helped that we had all of our uh like preseason games on the road so he was just able to let it grow. And they started on the road. They started like six games on the yep. road, then came home. Yeah, it was a pretty extended exactly. late start. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, in terms of how they're playing, so yeah, they uh, they got back to 500 last night. That's what that was. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, so they're five and five. Five, um, and five. There you go. And I think we're finally starting to see some of the bats come around. There's a lot of growing pains, I think. Um, there's a lot of settling in. Like I know Max Murphy, who um, won the player of the year last year, but he also he had a weird offseason because he broke his leg in the first game in the playoffs. Uh, he's having a little bit of a settling in period, I think, where um, we expect him to be up near 300 average wise. He's hitting bombs. Um, but he's sitting just over the Mendoza line. So just over 200, um, early on, uh, he started to look a little bit more like himself with some of the hard contact, uh, in the homestand so far. Uh, I know he, there was a couple games against uh, late country, um, which first of all, the late country dog hounds is an all time baseball name. Um, yeah, yeah. We've, we've had back to back great ones, late country dog hounds and Kane County Cougars. Um, just elite. But no, like he's starting to come around a little bit. We're seeing great uh, production out of guys like uh, uh, the uh, the third baseman, Dayson Cruz, um, Andy Armstrong, the, the everyday shortstop is coming uh, around here. Um, still looking for a little bit more sort of all around production from everyone. But we're I think we're starting to see what type of players they are in terms of how they make contact with the ball, how they their their hitting approaches. Uh, we saw an absolute just mammoth situational home run last night from Jacob Bockley, um, who's uh, settling in as the everyday first baseman. Early front runner for my favorite player due to who's due to his walk-up song, Jacob Bockley. I, I will say too, <laughs> uh, I had a, a terrific interview with him and I, I wrote a piece on him in the gold eyes digital magazine, which you should go check that out. Um, but shameless plug, uh, <laughs> but he is he prides himself on having more fun than anyone else on the field like he he said you'd be hard pressed to find anyone who enjoys being on the field as much as he does um and you can see it in how he plays like he just enjoys himself and i think that's that's key to his success because he's one of those guys that that's now the third different team he's had a home run for in shaw park um <laughs> because he was one of the replacement players for teams that couldn't bring their full roster over during covid mm. So okay. he now has a home run for the Gold Eyes, home run for the Fargo Moorhead Redhawks, and the Cleburne Railroaders all in that ballpark. So nice. he said, though, he's just super happy to actually, you know, get to play 50 games uh, at Shaw Park. So that's good. No, but it, I think a lot of it, though, especially for the guys who returned, growing pains. I mean, Greg Taggart yeah. is a different manager than Rick Forney. Stylistically, they're very different. Um, mm -hmm. So... Uh, I think now that they're starting to settle in, I, I said by the end of this homestand, you should have a better idea as to how they're going to stack up against the rest of the league. And right now they're sitting sort of middle of the pack, but they're on an upward swing because they've taken, yeah. you know, you know, the first three out of their first four uh, on this uh, homestand mm -hmm. here. So um, I think it's, I think it's a good sign to see them coming around, especially some of the bats um, because there was a few guys that were really fighting it coming into this homestand here. Yeah, and just for context, Brian for the Gold Eyes does a lot of things, but mainly he does the graphics um, on the stream. So when you see a batter's stats pop up, that'll be Brian. He's hitting the hot keys. He's putting the stats up. Um, I do. I'm sitting behind camera one up in the press box. Um, if the windows are open, you can actually usually see me. Um, unfortunately, 
but <laughs> yeah, keep your eyes on the baseball game. Don't look at me. Um, no, but that makes that's Connor feel the... awkward. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's what we do um, for the Gold Eyes, and it's been a blast so far. I've only done camera one for two games, um, but it's been so much fun uh, just being at the ballpark, like Brian said. Um, but yeah, for the Gold Eyes, that's that's about all. And now. Elliot, you're gonna regret your shameless plug comment because we're gonna yeah. get into the we're gonna get into <laughs> yeah. the sea bears. Yeah, take the lead on this one. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> we'll get, get it out of the way. I we're recording this on Wednesday. I just posted a new article today about wow. overview. Um, so, shameless plug. Shameless yeah, plug. Yeah, yeah. Go check it <laughs> it's out. Not even shameless. Uh, it's not even shameless. It's <laughs> um, yeah. it's all the shame. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, go right. check it out on my Twitter, my Instagram. I posted the link everywhere. Um. So. Training camp was last Friday. They're getting into the swing of things. Game one of the of the entire season goes tonight at seven thirty Eastern, six thirty uh, Central Time. It's on TSN. All games of the week, all thirteen, I believe, will be on TSN. Um, or if you have T- TSN Plus, or you can pay for CEBL Plus as well if you want. Mm-hmm. You can get all of the games on both of those platforms. Um, so I posted an article today. Uh, as of, I think it was like a week, week and a half ago, I guess, uh, the CBL partnered with Bet Victor, and they released their odds for who they thought would win the championship. I think everyone knows that the Seabears were not at the top of that list, as they are a new franchise. But I do have some good news. We were predicted eighth. So if you technically take that into if you put that into let's say that's the standings even though i know it's for the championship if you put that into total standings they would be eighth most likely then then that would mean that they would make it well technically if you if you do it that way technically they don't make the playoffs they're mm-hmm. last out of the five teams in the west but mm-hmm. because of vancouver i believe they would make it i also think i posted in my article a little spoiler, I said that I think they will do better than their predicted potential eighth place finish. I think they do finish the sixth. I think they do make it into one of the last play-in spots. Um, nice. It's a little weird in the CEBL because the way that they do the playoffs right now, there's a couple playing games. Then you play the top two seeds basically get buys into the final, except, um, or I guess in the championship weekend, the only automatic team that gets a buy, which I'm not really a big fan of this, but it is what it is. It's the way the league works is whoever's hosting. Mm. Um, so Vancouver bandits who the Seabirds play on Saturday night um, are, are automatically in the championship weekend. So they are automatically in the final four. Um, mm. And so then you're playing for the other three spots. I think the Seabirds finish ahead of the Rattlers, the Saskatchewan Rattlers, which again, Shameless plug about my article. Gotta beat Saskatchewan. I I made a joke in there. I said, be prepared yeah. for while the two teams are competitive for the league to run with the Manitoba versus Saskatchewan narrative. Um, oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I'm super excited for the season. Um, yeah, game one is tonight again from, well, it's supposed to be the Brampton Honey Badgers who are one of the top, going to be one of the top teams in the league and the Ottawa Blackjacks. Um Ottawa, I'm not a, too big of a fan of. I don't think they have too much talent. Brampton is returning like six of their players from their championship roster. They look really good. Um, but just in terms of Seabears, um, I did talk about 
if you read my article from two weeks ago, I did talk about each of the players and the coaching staff, Coach Mike Taylor. I think I, I thought that was a great signing. Um, I do want to just give out, if you don't get a chance to read my article, I did give out the starting lineup. You guys can braid me in the comments when it's <laughs> wrong. Um, but as the, hopefully, a playoff team, um, if you know anything about the players, uh, I think the a starting five would be Glenn Yang, uh, the point guard from, he played at Mount Royal. Uh, he also played in the PBA this past season. He played really well. I'm really excited. I raved about him in my article. He's super fun. Double, double machine. Like he, he can shoot threes. <laughs> he can get to the rim. Really Automatic. good. Uh, he, 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 he can shoot the ball. Um, I'm more excited about how he can dish to his running mate in the backcourt, Teddy Allen. That, that was the big, big signing. Um, Teddy's a scorer. Like he's going to fill, he, he will be our resident scorer. He can fill it up. Uh, AJ Hess. He has some NBA G league experience. Uh, he played for the Guelph night Nighthawks last year, who are now the Calgary surge after relocation. Um, he, he can, he can shoot the ball. Like he will be a probably 38 to over 40% three point shooter. Like be prepared for him to put it up and launch uh, their first draft pick. I was a little bit surprised about this. Uh, I talked about it in my article, I believe, last week. Uh, I added it in um, on Winnipeg Sports Talk uh, with Andrew Patterson. Mike Taylor actually came on and spoke about the team. He actually did say they that number one overall pick in the U Sports draft, Simon Hildebrandt, will get lots of opportunities to play. He didn't say start, but I'm assuming at least for Saturday night, I would assume that's, a, that's what that means. He wants Simon to be a part of this team. He averaged about 18 and I think seven for the Bisons this past year on a run to the, um, I guess that was the uh, Ken West uh, semifinal. Uh, they were one win away from making it to the um, to nationals. Uh, and then at center, the resident other Winnipegger in the front court, uh, Chad Potsmanis. Um, I think he'll just be a steady presence. A player to look out for, I think, this year, who I think may actually end up starting over Glenn Yang, is Michael Okafor. Um, I think he'll be our sixth man. And I will say this, this is super important. Michael Okafor might end up being, out of everybody, the most important player on this team. If you know anything about this league, it's a lot about scoring guards and tall scoring guards. You look at, I talked about it in my article, my favorite team in this entire league, and I think they're absolutely just stupid, is the Scarborough Shooting Stars. Um, they have They already had a top three score on the roster in Jalen Harris, who actually has NBA experience. He played with the Raptors for about seven games. I believe that is their actually second game on the schedule, if I'm not mistaken. Um, or they play Brampton first. They're, they go on like a little road trip. They play mm -hmm. here. They play here at CLC on Saturday, and then they're on like a four game road trip and then come back. Yeah. Um, but and that game at CLC is uh, slated to be the most attended game in CBL history. Absolutely. Um, I Nuts. do know it's they had three quarters of the arena open and then they mm -hmm. basically sold that out. And so now they had to open up the other side. I think that that arena is going to be electric. They'll that make some a good noise. Game. Yeah, yeah it, it, it's game. this basketball is so much fun. It's not your typical like um, NCAA basketball where it can get super muddy and defensive or your that sometimes your NBA game. It reminds me more of like high school basketball where yes, guys are running plays. They're playing specific defenses, but sometimes it feels like the park because guys are just like the league encourages scoring. 
So teams like when when we play Scar when the Sea Bears play Scarborough, be prepared for games like that to be super high scoring and super fun. So it's yeah. and, and they make it an entire event. So be prepared for that. Um, I'm actually going to the jersey revealing tonight um, at the Met. So I will be posting stuff on my social media tonight. Uh, you'll see this. This will be the when we post. This will be the following day. Um, so go again, go check out my socials for that. And I'll probably post an article about it as well. Um, but I'm, I'm super excited to be, I'm not even like, and I've said this on social media, I'm not even covering any team. I'm just doing this for fun and I'm yeah. super excited to do this. Cause it's, it's going to be fun. Um, also a little shameless plug. I got some other stuff cooking up, um, <laughs> in the background that has to do with stuff for, uh, during the high school prep collegiate school year. So be on the lookout for that as well. Alrighty. Yeah. That um, it, it's going to be a fun weekend. I can't wait. Uh, basketball is back in Winnipeg. It's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, lastly, the Blue Bombers. There's not really much to talk about with them. Um, they signed Sergio Castillo. That's might solve some people's made up kicking issues because I'm I'm a big fan of Legio personally. I like him as a punter. <laughs> I like him he's as a, a great too. punter. Hey, oh. if you look at percentages, he's a good kicker, too. Um. That's all I'm saying. Um, but anyways, Castillo is automatic. He's great. Um, I, that is an upgrade at kicker. I'm not saying that that was a lateral move. That is an upgrade. Um, Major. But besides that, the Bombers are favored to win the Great Cup. They're favored to win their conference. Fa- Zach Claros is favored to win MOP. The league. Yeah. Zach Claros is favored to win MOP, lead the league in passing yards. Um, Kenny Lawler's like top five to lead the league in receiving yards for odds. Um, so they're going to be a great team. It's going to be some more fun games at IG field. We'll talk more about them when it's actually closer to the season. And there's more to talk about. Um, I believe they start their season mid June, mid to late June. So be on the lookout for that. Um, in the meantime, gold eyes and sea bears, big week, big week. Uh, lots yeah. of games. Yeah. I, got, I do have something to say about gold eyes. Uh-oh. Firstly, um, get tickets, go, go check them out. But if you can't, uh, consider subscribing to uh, uh, aabaseball.tv. Um, that's you can watch all their games home and road. Um, you can see what I do um, with my my graphics, um, and it's essentially it's uh, obviously it's a little bit different because it's uh, you know a partner league and not the actual MLB. But uh, we have one heck of an effort to make it look as as good as possible. So we've really refined our process. So if you want to come actually check that out and watch it uh aabaseball.tv um so there's there is a subscription fee but it gets you all the games and for that fee that is monthly you can make fun of my camera work so yeah, <laughs> there you go you can tag me on twitter and say hey camera one from the press box shaky shaky as hell <laughs> hey but shout out joe from cmu showing us how to use the camera so exactly yeah, yeah. i've taken classes for this i'm prepared yeah. Yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> no, I, it's um, not a first time thing. No, like. no. Unless uh, unless we have anything else, I think uh, we wrapped up the summer sports quite well. We, uh, we did a good little preview there. So um, from all three of us, thank you for listening. We've got some big things brewing for next week. Uh, oh, so boy, stay on we. the lookout. Stay on the lookout. Oh, for next our week is going to be fun. Yeah, stay on the lookout. We'll, uh, we'll do like a big announcement um, and stuff like that. So stay on the lookout. It's going to be fun. Alrighty, uh, stick around for episode 32. Thank you for listening, and uh, go Seabears. Let's go Gold Eyes. Go Bombers. 
You've been listening to the Level Flight Podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. 